Hello and welcome to the second episode of For the Love of the Horse, a podcast celebrating the thoroughbred. Thank you to everyone who tuned in for our debut and to those who are listening for the first time. I'm Julianne Horseman and I'm proud to bring you good news stories and insights from the Equine Welfare Division of Racing New South Wales, which is better known as Team Thoroughbred. Anyone who follows Team Thoroughbred would be familiar with talented Sydney equestrian Bianca Giros. She's been riding since she was a little girl and around two years ago adopted retired champion racehorse Ecuador. She committed to retraining him and has since competed in a variety of disciplines, including dressage, show jumping and eventing. They've also had their fair share of glamorous photo shoots, which have inspired equestrians everywhere. Here's our interview with Bianca. Thank you so much for joining us today, Bianca. Thank you so much for having me, Juliana. I really appreciate it. Racing fans would be familiar with Ecuador as Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott's million dollar earner. But tell us a bit about your Ecuador. What does he mean to you? Ecuador means the world to me. And in the short two years that I've had him, I've learned so much about myself during the journey. And he's been such a willing and wonderful boy to work with. I couldn't really have asked for a better horse. No, he sounds like a really special horse. And now tell us a bit about the process of adopting him from Team Thoroughbred. So it was such a such a fun and exciting time when I when I did go through with Team Thoroughbred to find him. It was such an amazing journey and, and everyone was so helpful with Team Thoroughbred and, and helped to find Ecuador. And it was probably one of the best experiences that I've ever gone through. And tell us about the process. How did it work? I actually went out to Bart's farm to try a few horses on one of the the weekends that I organized and they were absolutely wonderful, but they just weren't ticking all the right boxes. I actually sat down with one of the ladies there and we went through A to Z of what I wanted in a horse, what I was looking for, what I wanted to achieve. And she had the perfect one out at Port Macquarie and lo and behold, that was actually Ecuador. And I knew I had to commit to the, well, from Sydney, it was about five and a half or six hour drive. And just during the time in my life, I, you know, was umming and ahhing, can I do it? Can I make it on a weekend? Can I go all the way there? And I actually rejected it. And I said, look, put him back on the market. I'm just not able to get there. And so she did, but within the next 24 hours, she sent me a video of him saying, I really think you should consider him. And I think from that video, that was it. That sold me. I made the the trip the next weekend. And the minute I pulled through that driveway, I knew he was one. Did you have a particular discipline in mind when you started your search for your horse? Totally. I definitely knew I wanted to jump and I really wanted to focus on show jumping. I think with anything, it's wonderful to have goals and and wanting to focus on a discipline the two years that I've worked with him I've just learned that sometimes things may not go to plan and whether it be to health or it really just came down to listening to what my horse enjoys and what my horse likes and now I think I'm at a stage where we've tried a b c and d and I'm really able to just tune into what he's enjoying. So we started off with show jumping. He may not be able to hit the meter jumps as I as I planned on and as I wanted to, but that's actually more than okay with me. I've got a beautiful, healthy boy. That's all I can really ask for. Yeah, absolutely. And let's take it back to the beginning. How did you start his retraining? Sure. So I started his retraining 
uh, pretty much the, the minute that I got him, we started off with a lot of groundwork, which I thoroughly enjoy. And I still continue to do so to this day, that being in a round pen and doing join up. And that's just something to get him listening to me and, and to be more in tune with him. And I think in the start, it was really, really great and beneficial. So I would be able to understand his behavior, uh, his character, his mannerisms. And yeah, he's, I mean, a true gentleman under the saddle. So it wasn't really long until we started focusing on different disciplines and and getting him exposed to different disciplines, but a lot of groundwork. And And where do you keep Ecuador? So I keep Ecuador at Colonel Boarding Stables, which is very close to my heart as it's a place where I grew up riding from the age of eight and it just so happens to be 10 minutes from my house. So I am super stoked to have my horse so close to home. How perfect. And I bet he's been a godsend during lockdown. Yes, definitely. I think during lockdown, it can kind of be a tough time for us all, but I'm just so grateful that I've got him to lean on and, and I've got him to spend time with. And it's just been really, really actually wonderful time. Do you remember Ecuador's first outing away from Colonel Boarding Stables? I do. We actually had a show at Como and we competed in dressage that time. And it was extremely exciting for me being the first competition, but obviously a little bit nerve wracking being that it was the first time that I had taken him out. That is a wonderful thing about these off the track thoroughbreds. They're so exposed at such a young age and not really a lot phases them. So having Ecuador going to different racetracks, he was didn't budge with travel, wasn't phased at noises or crowds, and it was just really such a fun day. So I couldn't have asked for a better horse and better performance that day. And you had some special cheerleaders with you on that day, didn't you? <laughs> I definitely did, and we're so lucky to have people that have supported Ecuador throughout his racing journey continue on and support him through his life after racing with me so that was Bob and Robin Winnie which were his shareholders and they show up to really every show that we've had and it's just so wonderful to to see them and and a few other people that have joined on on board and have carried their care for for my horse throughout his career and now obviously show up and um, reach out now that he's retired so it's just we're so lucky to have these wonderful people in our lives that truly care about the horse. Oh, absolutely. It's so lovely to be able to combine those two worlds and celebrate Ecuador both on the track and his achievements off it. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> what about his second competition? Talk us through how he improved gradually into the third competition and fourth competition. Obviously, as training progressed, I introduced him to different disciplines and that being cross country and show jumping. I did definitely want to start with the flat. So that being dressage. And we went on to to compete in in all disciplines and it was just so rewarding and so, you know, a challenge at times, but it was so much fun. I think it was a really exciting time for me to actually meet other people in the industry that have taken their off-the-track thoroughbreds into the competition field and and to meet them and to see what they've done with their horses. It's been very inspiring and, and, and wonderful to meet others in the field. The thoroughbred community is quite tight and it's wonderful to see everyone support each other and their horses. It is. It's so great to meet all those out there. Only a few months after getting Ecuador, you were involved in a pretty high profile shoot for the Daily Telegraph. Tell us about that. Yes, we had a very exciting shoot with the Daily Telegraph to promote the Everest. And that was such a fun shoot. I probably wouldn't be 
quad riding in a in a gown again but nevertheless it was just such an awesome shoot and Ecuador has been obviously exposed to cameras before so he was such a model and I couldn't have asked for a better better shoot it was a really fun time have you got the photo framed anywhere I do I've actually got the papers still and I think every person in my family does as well uh so yeah we've definitely got it got it framed so yeah very very proud moment oh nothing like proud family members to keep you going definitely <laughs> and you and Ecuador were meant to be involved in a performance at Royal Queensland show otherwise known as ECA how did that come about interstate yes very exciting opportunity for us uh I had connected with a trainer out in Tamworth called Dave Manchin and he has the Rooftop Express show and he was really looking for a thoroughbred that was able to obviously be in his show but also had a, a bit of a career in racing that they did want to promote. Again, same as Team Thoroughbred, the life after racing. So he reached out to me and obviously got Ecuador on board and Ecuador was gone for, for six weeks out to, uh, to Queensland to be able to perform but Unfortunately, due to COVID, the show got cancelled and he's now back home. But hopefully next year we'll be able to get him out there again and, and promote the life after racing. Oh, what a shame about the COVID. But fingers crossed you do get to do it next year and maybe you can even go and watch next year. Yes, definitely. Would love that. So fingers crossed. Has Ecuador opened any other doors for you? Ecuador has opened many other doors for me, not only in terms of marketing or media and getting able to experience photo shoots and 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 the press it's it's been really exciting I think the most wonderful door he's opened is just connecting with others in the industry coming from an English style background of writing I wasn't really too educated on the whole racing industry and now obviously to be able to understand my horse I did quite a bit of research and I really kind of threw myself into the whole racing industry and it's just so wonderful to, to be involved in the field and to connect with others, most importantly, that have worked with Ecuador in the, in the past. It's been truly wonderful and it means so much to me to be able to understand my horse and understand where he's come from and, and who he's worked with. So definitely that's probably the most probably important door that, that's been open for me, just an insight into his, into his past. That's it. It's all about the love of the horse, isn't it? It is indeed. What's been your proudest moment with Ecuador so far? There have been many, many proud moments from just simple paddock experiences with him to, you know, achieving our first meter jump. Probably the proudest one was definitely showcasing his career and showcasing his life on the track. And that was earlier this year, actually, at Canterbury Racecourse. He was paraded and I was able to talk about him as a horse and and what the training has been like and we had Adrian Bott there and other staff from in the industry and his old shareholders as well and it was just a really special time for me to have everyone there to to be able to watch him grow as a horse and he's just one in a million. Yeah, that was so special. I remember that night. He paraded like a stallion but then was like a little lamb when all the kids lined up to pat him. It was really cute. Yeah, it was wonderful seeing them all around and, and being there for him. So it was something that I'll, I'll never forget. Have you had any WTS moments you're willing to share with us? Oh, gosh. I've had many WTF moments. Probably the ones in the beginning were, were definitely a highlight. And I'm talking about the spooks and jump refusals. I have had times where I've just been flung well and truly over his head 
but it's okay it's just you know all part of the experiences and you know at least no one was hurt or he wasn't hurt so but yeah that's just all part of the journey and you know you dust yourself off and you get back on and you just keep on trying what do they say? You're not a real horse person until you fall off seven times. Is that the saying? Oh, it definitely is. <laughs> I think we've all gone through it. Is there any advice you wish you could go back and give yourself? Oh, there's definitely a lot that I've learned in the, the past two years that I've had Ecuador. And I probably, looking back now, if I gave myself that piece of advice, I probably wouldn't have had the the knowledge on how to gain it, if that makes any sense. But there's definitely stuff that I, I wish I knew back then. Is there any advice you would give to other people considering adopting an off-the-track thoroughbred? I would say go for it. I would highly recommend adopting an off-the-track thoroughbred with Team Thoroughbred. It is just such an incredible experience and such a wonderful journey. And like I said, it's it's not just a point shoot horse. You truly get a blank canvas and you can turn them into, into anything that you, or you can focus on anything that you really want to focus on and think the journey is, is everything. That's it. It's a, it's a unique sense of satisfaction, isn't it? When you produce your horse into what you want it to be. It really is. It's so rewarding. And what are your goals for Ecuador for the next 12 months? I'd say he's ticked a lot of boxes for me in the past two years. I'm really happy to enjoy him as a horse and let him just be a horse for now. Um, not to say we won't be out competing, but I think I'm going to definitely stick to some low-level shows and and still be out on the field competing in dressage or maybe even hacking. But I'm really just happy with his health right now, his condition, and I just look forward to him enjoying the rest of, of his life and and being happy, most importantly. Oh, it sounds like you're both in a really great place. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to say that we haven't talked about? I think we've covered it all, yeah. <laughs> Only if you're dying to say something. Um, all right, well, let's finish with a quick game of this or that. Do you know how to play? Yes, I'm so excited for this. Great. All right, so I'll give you two options. You pick the one that best suits you. Sounds good. Here we go. Morning or afternoon rides? I'm an early person, so morning rides. Dressage or show jumping? Show jumping. What do you have more of, riding tights or saddle pads? Riding tights. Matchy-matchy or anything goes? I'm a matchy-matchy kind of girl. It's got to be matchy-matchy. Totally. Black Beauty or the man from Snowy River? The man from Snowy River. Would you rather get a lesson from Shane Rose or Mary Hannah? Oh, they're both good, but I'm going to go for Shane Rose. Being able to clear one metre every time or voice-controlled pace changes? Voice control pace changes at this stage. This is probably going to be a tough one for you. Galloping down the beach or splashing in the shallows? If I could say both, then both. But if we're looking to one, probably galloping down the beach. <laughs> mucking out a stable or cleaning tack? Oh, both satisfying. I'm going to say mucking out a stable. I have been doing it very well as of late because Ecuador is a bedwetter. So definitely getting some satisfaction out of that. <laughs> Would you rather have a horse tread on your foot or whip you in the face with his tail? Face with the tail. Yeah. Either I I'll those are very feet. nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Part of horse life. All right. Well, we'd exactly. better let you get back to work. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to chat to us, Bianca, and all the best. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. We're right behind you always. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and we'll tune in for the next one in the series. For now, please show your support and stay up to date with the latest Team Thoroughbred news by following us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm.